Get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst at Bankrate.com. Nice to see you, Mark. Thank you for being with us. It's a big day, obviously. So we get the jobs report in. Um, you know, more jobs created for this month. Last couple of months revised lower. But what stood out to you in the report? There's so much to discuss here. Good to see you, Nicole. And I think, you know, coming into this report, there has been this sense of anxiety that we should brace for further downside surprises with the U.S. economy. And essentially, you don't get that in this report. And that's buttressed by the uh, reading we had a couple of days ago when the Labor Department said there were 11.3 million job openings at the end of May. And in this report, we get a refresh on the unemployed at 5.9 million. So, you know, at this bizarre time in which we live, there are all these mismatches between supply and demand. And one of those continues to be the mismatch between the supply of available workers uh, and the jobs that are open. And of course, we get essentially no relief with the labor force participation part of the report, uh, where that remains about 1.1% below the pre-pandemic level. So uh, on, a, you know, on balance, I think it's a reassuring report. You know, we just did a bank rate survey of economists where they're putting the odds of recession at 50-50 in the next 12 to 18 months. You don't get that in this data here, but you know, it's still early. Right. And so now, um, yeah, the labor force participation rate ticking down, not a great sign, right? I mean, it just shows people are not out there looking for jobs, um, you know, as fervorously. And so when you look at what's going on here, um, to your point, when we saw the job openings, uh, that ticked down a little bit. But I was impressed that you saw all the major areas gaining jobs. I mean, hospitality and leisure came down a little bit. But across the board, from retail to everything, there was up arrows. Yeah, I think the one area where we still have some ground to make up is in government hiring. We know there's been problems in, for example, uh, public education. Uh, and uh, But, you know, on balance, uh, that's a rather small issue when we're talking about the entirety of the economy. And to your point, you know, when we get the first read of these uh, reports, you know, in, the, in those minutes after 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, you're sort of looking for inconsistencies or, you know, what's the bad part of this story or where is it not really telling us a complete story? And in this iteration, it was pretty much a, a solid report across the board. Obviously, labor force participation, as we just discussed, is a complaint. Um, you know, you can look at it from both sides of we are getting what appears to be some moderation in hiring over the past year. We've had a monthly uh, payroll gain of more than 500,000. That's now coming down a bit. We're now at, I think, 524,000. And that is helping the Federal Reserve feel a little more comfortable. But that doesn't tell us anything about the inflation story, really. And obviously, we're waiting for some uh, updates on that in the coming days. And it seems at this point now that the Fed is flagging this tight job market and saying, hey, look, we're full speed ahead with our plans. Um, 75 basis points at the next meeting, 50 following that, and then two more in the consecutive meetings that follow into the new year, right? Um, is there anything that we should expect that might be different from that? What are your thoughts? Well, the data uh, would be the thing that uh, changes the narrative. And we got, uh, I would say, a stunning 
lesson in how that can shape up going into the last Fed meeting, which I did attend in terms of the news conference. As you know, we got uh, sort of a series of inflation uh, warning bells uh, in several days on that Friday uh, before the Wednesday announcement. And, you know, Chairman Powell right. said that between the uh, inflation expectations and the lack of uh, improvement in the CPI, uh, that sort of moved them off the, uh, I want to say dime, but off the 50 cent piece to three, three quarters of 1%. Uh, and so we have to watch the data. And uh, obviously, you know, any number of different things could change on the geopolitical front, on the economic data front. But I think the data is going to help lead us to where we may be headed uh, over the intermediate and maybe even the longer term. Right. You said that uh, bank rate puts the odds of recession at about 50-50. How often are you updating that and how likely is that to change? Yeah, uh, this is a survey that we do of economists every quarter. And so uh, we just completed that a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and that is uh, compared to what we did at the end of the first quarter when those odds were put at one in three. So what I like to remind people, uh, I don't need to remind you about this, but I, but I do want to remind the audience uh, that, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that a recession is imminent in the near term or that it's a guarantee in the intermediate term. Uh, we know that that recessions and expansions are part of the natural economic cycle. So one should be expected at some point. But uh, among the many things that are concerning about the economy at the moment, the job market is telling us, don't worry about a recession at the moment. You know what I thought was interesting is your point about some of the different data points that we're getting, right? So jolts comes down a little bit, still almost two for one jobs available for those that are searching for jobs, the unemployed, but still came down a little bit. ISM prints are showing also a little bit of weakness, but here we're seeing better than expected for the month jobs added. So with this back and forth, average hourly earnings 0.3% higher. Um, when it comes to wage growth, what is it that you're looking at? Because we are getting mixed signals. Right. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one person's uh, wage price spirals another person's money in the bank. Right. So, you know, as someone who works and uh, resides around the Washington, D.C. area, I'm always thinking about different, dare I call it, constituencies or stakeholders and how they view as something as either a positive or a negative. So, you know, workers want to be paid more. They're not making enough to keep pace with inflation. The Federal Reserve does not want to see that spike because that is that spiral that they're fearful of. But what I would say is they don't get confirmation of that spiral in this report. And so that means that they don't need to necessarily be more aggressive with their rate raising stance than, than what they're already seem seemingly predisposed to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that when we look at those measures of consumer sentiment, as you're so well aware, uh, it's easy to understand how even with this heightened level of wage growth, the level of inflation is really uh, making people hot under the collar, you know, and, and is calling Real, right. causing real strain in households. Yeah, yeah. Thank, by the way, you've given me a lot of credit, Mark, throughout this uh, interview. I appreciate that. It's always nice to speak with you. We love having you on as a guest, friend of the show. Mark Hamrick, bankrate.com on this Friday, Jobs Friday. Thanks for being here.